Welcome to the Not Your Average Gun Girls podcast, part of the ConcealedCarry.com network. We are your hosts. I'm Emily Valentine from Stommy Tactical. And hey, everyone. I'm Amy Robbins from Alexa Athletica. We are Your Average Gun Girls and want to bring you a podcast that mirrors the way we live our lives. We are self-reliant, stylish, and eager to inspire women to feel confident in defending themselves while also staying true to their lifestyle. We'll be talking all things from concealed carry to our favorite lipstick and everything in between. This podcast is intended to support and empower women. We want you to be armed with the right tools and education to be self-reliant and prepared to act in your own self-defense. This episode is brought to you by ConcealedCarry.com, the Concealed Carry community's number one resource for training, education, and concealed carry weapon law information. Check out their Reciprocity Map Builder Tool, where you can build your own custom reciprocity map, especially if you have multiple state permits. ConcealedCarry.com has a huge library of articles about training, gear reviews, and industry news. ConcealedCarry.com also has one of the nation's largest networks of firearms and self-defense instructors. Chances are they have classes and instructors near you. Also, look into the Concealed Carry Gun Tools app, which takes many of these online tools and puts them in the palm of your hand, free of charge and free of ads, available for Apple and Android devices. Good morning, Amy. How are you? Hey, hey, Emily. I'm doing great. How's it going, Em? How's it going, everybody? Thank you for joining us for another episode of Not Your Average Gun Girls. Here we are, back another week. We're being pretty good, I have to say. We've gotten uh, our flow down again. Consistency is the key. Yes, it is. (laughs) I got to say, I kind of miss being behind the microphone. Like when we took our break, I, I missed having to get in my office and get my little setup going and talking to everybody. I know it's it's always it's always fun to get back here and have like even though like it's technically just you and I talking virtually like it's nice to know that we're actually like reaching and talking to (laughs) and people are actually tuning in and listening to what we're saying which no which I'm actually really glad because last week we did something a little different we actually asked for some audience participation because I know there's a really big hot hot button topic issues going on right now was going back to school and getting schools prepared for potential emergency situations, Mm -hmm. in particular active shooters, uh, which we all agree really sucks that we even got to think about that and think about um, getting our schools set up to be safe in that manner. But it was great having Corey on last week to give us the perspective of an actual teacher because I wanted to hear what was going on. So, you know, we asked some of you guys in the audience to actually send us what your schools were doing, if your school's got a new protocol in place. And I think we got somebody that responded, right? Yes. And I'm happy to, to read this because at, at their schools, they're talking about how that they've taken CPR, first aid, traumatic medicine, using tourniquets and things like that, which is so important when you're dealing with those situations because being yeah. able to save lives of anyone in, in the classrooms or, or on the ground, you know, is, is crucial. And they also mentioned that they've got, they're allowed to have backpack inserts and um, bullet resistant clipboards, but because they're in a middle school, they're, they're using bullet resistant clipboard, excuse me, clipboards because backpacks aren't allowed in middle school, which I don't understand that too much, but I don't know if it's a, or maybe, I don't know, but it doesn't matter. The point is that at least they're doing something in terms of medical training, which we don't hear enough about, especially when it comes to these school, school shootings or anything like that. Sure. You know, the only thing I would say to that, I mean, I think it's great to obviously train on that. Um, 
I'd like to see a little more. I think that's like a, a reactive response. Yes. You know, I would obviously like to see what they're doing to be more proactive and even stopping this thing from happening in the first place. But mm-hmm. it's great. I mean, yes, we all know that you can be as proactive and as prepared as possible and things can happen. And so I'm glad that they are definitely teaching that. And thank you so much for uh, responding to us and letting us know, because I, I think it's very interesting to see what schools across the country are doing to get prepared. And speaking of proactive, I don't really know, I wouldn't really consider this proactive, but I don't know if you saw on the news, was it this morning or last night, that that one of the schools in Massachusetts has teamed up with Lowe's and they're doing these buckets. And at first, I did not hear like the beginning of what the news segment was. I heard the tail end and I was like, well, if they're trying to be like more emergency preparedness, having some kind of like prepper style kit in the school is probably a good idea. But then I listened more and then went online and I'm like, Oh no, this is a, this is sort of their solution to active shooters. And I, oh, I, I don't heard even know about what this. to say. Like this, what is this? Like the new bucket challenge? <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day. Okay. So you've got these, these kits. And from what I remember, they had a hammer, mm-hmm. duct tape, hammer, duct tape, rope and like a wooden wedge to like keep the door shut. And I believe they're saying that the, uh, the duct tape could be used to like seal the doors in case of smoke. Fine. Whatever. I don't really, I don't think that's going to buy you any time. The hammer to break the window and then the rope to climb out of the window. And then my thought was, this is for instance, if someone just gave me a rope right now and I went up to the second floor of my building, I couldn't even tell you how, where I would where? tie this rope to, <laughs> how. So how do you expect anyone, let alone teachers and children, to figure out how to climb out of a window without any kind of training or any right. kind of, like, it just, I just think that this solution is, is you can, absurd. They also needed to insert maybe a few videos of MacGyver in there as <laughs> right. well to get some good ideas on how to do that. Yeah, I'm looking in my room right now and I've got a, a desk that is definitely not going to be sturdy enough to hold my rope. Um, I've got a mannequin. That mannequin's <laughs> going to go right out the window with me. I, like, I don't have a, there is no place in here that I could tie the rope. I don't even know if I can make it to my door and tie it on the door handle to be able to get down the, the window. So yeah, I mean, great try Lowe's. I applaud your efforts, but uh, we can do better than this. Yes, you know, this I, seems I agree. like this is a great idea and a great way for um, maybe I mean, I think to get the, some good advertising out of all of this. But <laughs> I think this goes along with um, didn't Corey mention that that somebody at one of her trainings said something along the lines of, "Why don't they just do like rocks in a bucket?" So if a gravel company wants to donate some rocks, they can add that to the bucket as well because <laughs> it's ridiculous. I mean, what's going to happen? Are they maybe this bucket they're going to put above the door and rig the door to where if the shooter opens the door too quick, maybe the bucket will fall on their head? I don't know. I'm not really <laughs> sure what the what the answer is here with this with these buckets, but you know, I. I Obviously, people are trying to get creative and find solutions to and be be proactive, but I think we can do better, com- to be completely honest. Uh, I completely agree. <laughs> totally agree. <laughs> All right. So I did something fun last night. Uh, Let's hear it. That was a little out of my comfort zone. Um, you know, I had, I've been seeing these foldable guns all over the internet. Mm-hmm. Um, have you seen those? Have you seen the videos of the people pulling these guns out of their pocket and flipping them up and, yes. and shooting them? All right. So I 
I have seen them all over the place. I was like, that looks kind of fun. That looks kind of neat. Had so many questions about oh, sure. these firearms though. Um, you know, right now, so the company that makes them is called Full Conceal and they basically create this gun that you can actually fold in half. And the whole concept is that you can put it in a pocket without having to carry a holster. Great concept, great idea. Love the innovation. Um, but of course, you know, me, I'm like, I... I want to see if this is going to fit in my stretchy pants. How is this going to work? Right. You know, so I went to this trade show this weekend and full console was there and they had an event last night and I said, all right, that's it. I'm going to, I'm going to go shoot this thing. Um, so the whole idea of it, it's, it's really neat. If you can get your hands on one of these guns to test and see how it works out. Um, I was concerned first and foremost about if you're going to carry with one of the chamber how safe is that? Right. Um, when, when the gun is folded, you know, are there safety measures in place? Can you, is it possible to, you know, press the trigger, have an accidental discharge, anything like that? And the answer to that, like, and I was checking out the mechanics of all of it is no. And so, but I really wasn't comfortable practicing with one in the chamber right out of the gate. Yeah, no, I, I agree. You know, I wanted to give it several test runs. So I ran probably 50 rounds through it having to, you flip this thing up and then I had to rack one and, and put it in the chamber and then go from there. But by the end of the night, um, I definitely had enough practice to where I felt comfortable at least giving it one shot. Mm-hmm. And, and I did. And it, and it was great. And the cool thing, I wanted to check to see if this gun was going to malfunction um, just because I'm unfamiliar with, with the platform. I was unfamiliar right. with how this worked and I wanted to really truly see. Now, I wouldn't carry this gun right now as my concealed because it takes a lot of practice. And if you're going to practice drawing and then flipping a gun, that's added time that you need to mm-hmm. be working on to actually um, to carry this firearm. But, but I wanted to give it a shot and I wanted to get out there, practice with it. It showed me that, you know, you can never have too much practice. Of course. You know, and, but it was great because I, I shot the Glock 19 platform and once it got hooked into place, the magazines there got my got my chamber loaded. I was the round loaded. I said, "Okay, this is shooting exactly like my Glock 19." I didn't have any malfunctions with it. You can put really any kind of ammo you want in there, and that thing's going to run nicely. So it was a lot of fun. And then after, have you ever thrown axes before? I have not. I know that these, um, I guess, clubs bars are starting to pop up a little bit around dc and like there's one in dc where the line like on the weekends is ridiculous so this is like a thing this is going on okay because i'm seeing people throw knives and axes on instagram all the time and and i really didn't get it (laughs) but now you do (laughs) now i get it now i get why a you have to practice if you're going to throw an axe and actually make it stick in the wood there's a an absolute skill to it. And so we went to another event after we shot full conceal and went and we were throwing axes all night long and I got a couple of them to stick in there, but it was so much fun. Uh, these blades, uh, Camillus blades was sponsoring the event and it was just, they make some really cool axes. I don't, I don't carry an ax on my body. I want like, there's a, there's a few like axes and, um, I don't know if like, like, you know, like a tomahawk type blade that like we always see, especially like it's shot and we're like, Oh, we're getting this one. We're getting this one. 
And like, so we want to get them, but we're just like, what are we going to do? We're not going to carry them around, obviously, but like they'd be good in like a go bag or like something like that. But they're so badass looking. Oh, they're really cool. Uh, but at the by the end of the night, I was like, look, if I'm ever in a Hunger Games type situation, <laughs> Axe is not going to be my weapon of choice. Like, <laughs> that is just not going to work for me. Um, but it, it was a lot of fun and just something different. I, I had never gone out there and, and tried throwing axes or flipping flipping guns and getting on Did target. Did you feel that you learned anything about yourself by doing something different like that? Well, you know, it's, it's funny because I, I really try to live by this mindset of getting out of my comfort zone uh, at least, at least once, once a week. I try to do it once a day, do things that make me feel uncomfortable just so that I can continue to grow. God, I feel like that's my life right now. Uh, Every, right. (laughs) Everything at this point in our lives is pushing us outside of our comfort zones. Um, you know, from starting businesses to, to trying and checking out new hobbies. Um, but I, I think it's important. I think it's important that we do that because that's, that's how you're going to grow. That's how you're going to learn. When we face things that might make us uncomfortable, they push us to another level. Um, and I think that's important for all of us. Mm-hmm. What's going on with you that you feel like you're kind of getting out of your comfort zone? Just a lot of things. There's like this one quote that I always like to remind myself of, and it's, and I know I'm sure a lot of people, I know you, you've probably heard it, but you know, it goes, life begins at the end of your comfort zone. And it truly, it truly does because you step outside and you bring in you know, new challenges. And I feel like sometimes what, you know, keeps us from getting what we want out of life is our reluctance to change and to, you know, we get, it's so easy to stay in our routine and our habits. Sure. And I feel like this is sort of the same with like, you know, shooting and stuff, you know, it's so easy to go to the range and do the same drills over and over and over again. And you're not really, you know, changing or advancing your, your skill set. but just really quickly before, before I continue going on, but going back to what you're saying, I mean, like everything I feel like that I'm doing, I mean, is just not something that, you know, I would wake up and say, I'm going to do this and this and this, you know, we do the podcast like that. You know, I remember going back to like that first recording at shot. I was just like terrified. (laughs) I was like, I hate this. This is the worst feeling. I don't like any of this. And then once we were done, I was like, oh, that wasn't so bad. And then I, you know, the, the more we recorded, the more I got more comfortable and I learned a little bit more about like what I needed to do or what I didn't need to do. I mean, I think it's like that with like all things and like, you know, for instance, agreeing to teach a seminar at Carry Guard, like in the back of my head, I keep saying, what are you thinking? (laughs) <laughs> or speaking at a March for Our Rights rally. Right. Something that I would never have done before, but, you know, I decided that I was going to say yes because I knew it would be uh, a chance for me to learn and grow and, and do a little bit different things that I would never do. And, and everything, I feel like all those things that you kind of say yes to help to build upon your foundation and make you better and continue to, especially I think for you, for you and I, it, it helps to build on our mission and, sure. and continue to grow what we, we are trying to do. Well, that, that's what I was going to say. Like, you don't ever know where it's going to lead. Right. I mean, who would have ever thought five years ago when I said yes to hosting a television show and I've never hosted a TV show in my entire life, that it would lead to where I am now and doing the things that I'm doing now. I mean, it, it all has kind of snowballed and all mm-hmm. because I took that first step and said, Yes. Right. And I was 
terrified. I mean, I, when I, before I started working on uh, NRE TV, I, I didn't know what I was doing. I mean, I, I lived that way. I didn't know what I was doing when I started an apparel company. Um, I didn't know what I was doing when I was hosting or when we were doing a podcast or starting a blog or, you know, so I, I, I like to live that because I really want to have have something to talk to other women because I know that a lot of times there's a lot of women out there that have these ideas or they have these things that are presented to them. And maybe they, whether it's picking up a new self-defense tool, maybe it's Mm -hmm. starting a new career path, or maybe it is just starting that blog that you've always told yourself you're going to do, but you, for some reason, you're stopping yourself from doing it. And um, so, yeah, I mean, I I hope you guys can look at, not that we've done this perfectly by any means, but (laughs) holy cow, like if if anything, like we completely understand stepping out of our comfort zones and truly trying something that maybe we were really scared of at first. I remember the, the before, I think the one thing that was kind of making me nervous about doing the noir show is that I didn't, I didn't know anything about guns. Right. I knew that the revolver that sat on my nightstand was going to go bang when I pulled the trigger, but that's really all I knew, you know, but I was really scared of, of having to, I didn't want to have anything to do with semi-automatic firearms because I didn't want to have to load a magazine, rack a slide, remember if the safety was on or off, you know, and so I remember those days and now looking back at it, I'm kind of like, I'm so glad that I gave it a shot. I'm so mm-hmm. glad that I said yes, because it got easier. And now here I am like loving this community, loving this lifestyle and being able to truly help other women kind of get to that point too. Right. I think that's like one of the most rewarding parts about saying yes to a lot of things. It's just like being able to see what that reward is. And like, you know, like for instance, like for me, like love it for a shot. Like I almost, I, I, you know, really thought about that long and hard because I just wasn't sure, you know, I mean, I think everyone who listens and follows us knows that I'm not really a in front of the camera, so to speak, kind of person. (laughs) Not anymore. (laughs) So like that was one of the, you know, kind of like challenges uh, uh, that I was facing as far as like just trying to, you know, get myself comfortable with that. And also stepping into something that I had never even done before competitive shooting wasn't anything that I have thought about, you know, it's still not anything that I'm gung-ho and saying I'm ready to be a competitive shooter but you know I think like in terms of shooting like that comfort zone thing it's it's for me it's like the same thing even when I go into like different trainings or when I go into the range like I'm nervous in terms of like being next to other women or people who are shooting or going into trainings because I don't really know what I'm going to expect and then I think you know we are always our own like harshest critics and we always you know have that tendency to compare ourselves to others and say well what if I go to this training or what if I do this and I'm not as good as them or you know I don't know what I'm going to expect what if it's too hard and it's just like those are those those little things that kind of give you that like jolt in your gut I think are the things that you need to think about and say well why is it why is it doing this to me maybe I should say yes because then like you figure out that either you're learning and you've like are better than you thought and if not there are things that you can take away that you can say okay well on my own time I can practice this and I can do this and you know it's like going going to the range and shooting you know I don't have that luxury of outdoor ranges I'm a in a very static indoor range so it's easy for me just to step up to the lane and just you know shoot you know a full mag just straight to the bullseye, but there are things that I need to do that I need to work on, you know, shooting, you know, with my not, you know, non-dominant hand, things like that, that 
sure when I start to do that, when I'm at the range, I'm like, oh man, these people are probably like, what is she doing? But again, it's me staying in my own lane and working on what I know I need to work on. And it doesn't really matter what anyone else says because I know what my goals are and I know what I need to work on to, to make myself a better person. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, absolutely. And, and we, get that, we get that question a lot, um, especially when it comes, you know, this is called Not Your Average Gun Girl. So of course we get a lot of questions about new shooters getting into shooting. And that's kind of the very first step that we always encourage women to do is just go do it. Mm-hmm. Find, get, go to a place that has good, credible um, instructors and trainers that can help you overcome that very initial first step, the fear. You know, the, the fear, I think, is the number one thing. Fear and comparison are the yeah. two thing, biggest things that paralyze us from moving forward. And if you can overcome those two things by simply just getting in there and doing it, you're already leaps and bounds ahead of the other people that won't get out there and go do it. And, you know, so I, I would just encourage, you know, if you're taking a look at wanting to get into firearms, wanting to learn a little bit more about this, um, what would you say, Emily, would be the top, let's just give our top three recommendations for maybe the first three firearms that they should try when they actually go to the range. What would, what would you recommend? I know what I would recommend. Um... Uh, I would probably recommend, well, obviously, like VHK, Feature sure. 9. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, for full size, I would try the, of course, they're like all the guns that I, I tried when I first started, the Glock 43 as an option for, you know, concealed carry or just, you know, something smaller that you would carry around. And then, you know, for, and I'm speaking, obviously, to our women, like the M&P Shield 2.0. I've had a little bit of experience with that uh, lately shooting it. And I really like the frame size. I like that it, you know, for women, it's a little, the grip's a little bit more smaller, but you know, you can try out different guns, different sizes. And I know like all of those are nine millimeter. I mean, you can go try revolver or anything like that, but I think of it from a, I'm getting a gun or looking into shooting for either personal defense or home defense. So nine sure. millimeter is a good standard. That's yeah. kind of where you want to go with that. Yeah. What about you? Well, I absolutely, the Glock 43, I, I put that in everybody's hands when, when they go to the range. It's a great, um, it's a great option for concealed carry, um, mm-hmm. but it's also just an easy gun to shoot. Glocks, yeah. Glocks yeah. are easy. Um, you know, it, they fit majority of people's hands. You know, it, it is a little small for my hand. I actually like my MMP shield better. Um, and the shield is a great option, but you know, if you want to try something a little bit smaller, because a lot of times women like to gravitate to the smaller firearms, thinking that they're going to be easier to shoot. Um, so if you are going to go a little bit smaller, I do actually, I love the SIG P938, Mm -hmm. um, and the 238 option, which is a 380 option is actually a really good round that to me doesn't have a lot of, you're still going to get the recoil, a little bit of recoil, um, but you can learn how to manage that. Mm -hmm by adjusting your grip and working on some things with the trainer, but those are good options to, to go and, and start with. Um, you know, so I would, I would definitely put the, the Glock 43 in your hand, give that a try. Um, if you, ha- if you have the option of shooting the Glock 42 as well, again, that's the 380. It's just a little bit smaller. Um, that's a good option as well. And yeah, the, of course I love my MMP shield as well. So yeah, those, those are good basic starting points. Right. So if you're interested in wanting to learn how to shoot or just even shoot a gun for the first time, like that is a, that is definitely a scary kind of thing to think about if you've never 
thought, you know, never entertained that idea. So mm-hmm. those are like three easy firearms that you can start with that oh, I would maybe throw a revolver in there too, just to see if if you actually like shooting a revolver. You know, the for me the grip is a little bit different when you're shooting a revolver versus a semi-automatic. And it they're not my favorite. You know, now right. that I now that I'm comfortable with the semi-automatics, I that's what my those are my favorite to shoot. Uh, but I had to get to that point, you know, because before I had a I think I had a Taurus, I don't even remember what which one it was, it was just a 38 special, really easy little gun. Um, and that was like my nightstand gun. And that, that one actually did have a good grip on it. It had the finger grooves on the front. It had like a rubber grip on the back. And the, oh, that's the, nice. Yeah, and, it, and so the grip was a little bit wider and easier to, to, to grip, you know, and to get on, uh, get on target pretty quickly. So yeah, that little Taurus was a good gun. That was my first gun, actually. I mean, I, I think it's it's interesting though that like, you know, this whole talk about comfort zones is something that like, it can be like anything in your life. Like for us, a lot of it revolves around shooting, shooting new platforms, doing different kinds of trainings, you know, doing new drills and taking on different tasks when it comes to our, our uh, businesses and things like that. But, you know, I know people who like, it's as simple as like, maybe there's like some insane recipe you want to try. Like it doesn't, it doesn't really matter, you know, what that actual like item is, but if it's something that, you know, kind of challenges you, then just do it. It doesn't, it, it doesn't matter what scale it, it doesn't have to be a big thing, you know? And then my, my last piece of advice regarding that is if you find something that does challenge you like that, just kind of write it down and break down like into easy little steps of little things that you can do. Cause I know a lot of times like people like set these goals regarding what they want to do. And like, they're so grand and it's like, Oh, I can never do that. Like, there's no way I'm going to, I'm going to be able to accomplish that. But it's like, I think if you just then take that and you break it down into tiny little things, those are like little tiny accomplishments you can make to kind of get you out of your comfort zone and get you to whatever it is you're trying to do. Yeah, no, that's great advice because you're absolutely right. Uh, just stick, taking that first step and doing it little by little, eventually you're going to chip away at that big mountain that's sitting in front of you, you know? So definitely don't let that stop you from, from going after whatever it is you want and things that you want to try. Hmm. That makes me think like I've, I've, I'm not a great, um, I'm not a great baker, but I've always wanted to make an Italian cream cake. And it seems so daunting to me to get it decorated, to get everything looking so nice, you know, but I just need to do it. Like I just need to try because I I, love them and I love baking for other people, but I've never attempted the Italian cream cake. So maybe that's what I'm going to do this weekend. I, yeah, I'm, I love to bake. I just don't bake as much anymore because I don't have any time, but there are like recipes like croissants that I want to make. And it's just like, they're going to take like all weekend. And I like, I've been talking about this with my husband for probably two, three years now. And so I'm like, I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to stop everything one weekend. And I want to make these chocolate croissants. Like, but just got to do it. It's just (laughs) time. We need more time. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you guys so much for joining in another episode of Not Your Average Gun Girls. Hope you got something out of it today. Um, Hope we challenge you to step out of your comfort zones. If you're giving something a try for the first time this week, 
shoot us a message. Yeah, we want to know, know what it is. We want to know how you got out of your comfort zone and what you learned from it after you did that. So we will be here at the same time, same place next week. Uh, go ahead and give us a follow at Not Your Average Gun Girls on Instagram and Facebook. You can follow Emily as well at Style Me Tactical. You can follow my company, Alexo Athletica, um, or you can follow my personal page at The Amy Robbins. And uh, we hope that you guys will just leave us a message and let us know your feedback. We want to know what you like, what you want to hear about. And we will see you guys next week. Thanks guys. See you next time. The Not Your Average Gun Girls podcast and its related companies, Concealed Carry Inc. and ConcealedCarry.com, strives to share helpful information and education about gun-related topics, training tips, and other things that may potentially have legal implications for its listeners. The information contained in this podcast is intended in good faith, but it is important to understand that laws vary from place to place, and we encourage listeners to seek local legal advice to understand laws that apply to them. Nothing in this podcast should be misconstrued as legal advice or counsel.